If you would like to appear on an episode of My Story Living with Lupus, you can contact us at mystorylivingwithlupus at gmail.com. Also visit us on our Instagram page and also our website, My Story Living with Lupus. and opinions expressed on my story living with lupus podcast represents each person's individual experience by listening to this podcast or reading our blog you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others as always Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Thank you for joining me for another episode of My Story Living with lupus. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, and I'm so glad that you could join me on this Friday, June 19th, 2020. You know, there is no limit to what you can accomplish. You can still thrive living with a chronic illness, thriving and staying positive while dealing with the chronic illness is what we'll be talking about today. It's all about psychological flexibility. So you know what I want you to do all the way from the United States to South Africa. Go ahead and grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, And to my listeners, late at night, you know I appreciate you. So grab your favorite glass of wine and join the conversation right here on My Story, Living with Lupus.
possible. Hmm. Living with a chronic illness, it's hard. But there exists psychological techniques that make it possible to thrive even when ill. So allow me to ask these questions. Are you thriving and living your best life possible? What are you doing to make your situation better? You know, we can't leave it all up to the doctors and the caregivers. What are you doing to make your situation better? Your life is not over. It has changed. You woke up this morning. You're in your right frame of mind. And most importantly, you're breathing. And breathing equals life. And life equals living it to the fullest extent, whatever that may be for you, because it is different for each and every one of us. Living your life is not a one-size-fits-all situation. Step out of the box. Live outside of the box. There is no limits to what you can accomplish. You can still thrive living with a chronic illness. And it's all about psychological flexibility. So, are you living your best life? You know, the time we spend engaging in things that give us life meaning has now been eaten up by doctor's appointments, diagnostic tests, and the constant monitoring of our symptoms, our energy, our reactions to medication. Our sense of loss can be profound and undeniable. Unfortunately, this experience is all too common. Heart disease, arthritis, MS, diabetes, depression, cancer, asthma, Crohn's disease, cystic fibrosis, autoimmune disorder, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, Lyme disease. The list goes on and on and on. Now, do you know someone who suffers from a chronic illness besides yourself? Globally, three in five deaths are attributed to one of 
four major diseases, cardiovascular disease, chronic lung disease, cancer, or diabetes. Moreover, approximately a third of adults suffer from multiple chronic conditions wrecking untold havoc on healthcare systems and economies across the globe. Generally, living a rich and meaningful life as possible when you are struggling with a chronic illness requires a great deal of psychological flexibility. Now, what do I mean by psychological flexibility? Well, psychological flexibility means contacting the present moment fully as a conscious human being. And based on what the situation affords, changing or persisting in behavior in the service of chosen values. Psychological flexibility enables us to focus and engage fully in what we are doing rather than getting pushed around by our thoughts and feelings and commit to doing what works more often. Basically, mental toughness determines how we respond to challenge, stress, and pressure, irrespective of our circumstances. When we return, we'll go into it further. So stay with me. The Charlie E. and Minnie P. Hendricks Foundation for Chronic Illness Awareness, giving hope and empowering those who suffer with chronic illness. See one, reach one, educate one to empower the masses. You can contact the foundation at 313-303-9217 or visit their website at https colon forward slash forward slash cemphfoundation.com. This is a 501c3 organization. No one should live in lack. All contributions are tax deductible.
Welcome back. Now, psychological flexibility is a skill. And anyone can be learned. Listen, I'm going to give you a few tips. I want you to be a thinker, not the thought. And what I mean by this, be the thinker, not the thought, it simply means increasing your awareness of thoughts you are having, being more observant of your own thought process, putting some distance between the thought and reality, and then making some better decisions because welcome back now we were talking about psychological flexibility. Now, psychological flexibility is a skill, and any skill can be learned, all right? Now, what I'm about to give you is a few tips, and I want you to be a thinker, not the thought. And you may say, what what is she talking about? What does she mean, be the thinker? not the thought. Well, be the thinker, not the thought simply means increasing your awareness of the thoughts you are having, being more observant of your own thought process, putting some distance between the thought and reality, and then making some better decisions about whether or not to engage with them. Now, allow yourself to feel what you're feeling. Move through it and turn your attention to more meaningful pursuits. Be open to acceptance. Now, this is perhaps the most difficult and misunderstood concept for many, especially those dealing with a chronic illness. When they hear the term acceptance, they get upset. They liken it to being told to suck it up to just deal with it, or to stop complaining. Now, in many contexts, this might indeed be the message that's being sent with this word, but this is not the case. In fact, sucking it up and not complaining is often the opposite of acceptance. 
If you are doing those things at the request of well-wishers, you're probably denying your experience of stifling your natural reaction and avoiding reality. The nature of chronic illness is that it is ongoing and in many cases degenerative or permanent. Recognizing when you have little to no control over something can help you stop struggling against it. Validating, not minimizing or negating your experience can help you to honestly assess your condition your options, and your choices. Stay present. You probably hear this a lot also, but stay present. You probably want to um, begin being mindful, meditating, Staying focused on the now and not getting stuck in the past or caught up in the future. This is all good and wise, but what does it actually mean? Hmm. What if your present is painful and difficult? Why would you want to stay there? Staying present is tricky is a tricky concept. Now, the problem is that when you are not present, it compromises your ability to move through your current situation. A big part of noticing your thoughts, for example, is being present with the moment. Regrets about the past and worries about the future do nothing for your current situation. You need to deal with what's right in front of you. Be it pain, anger, resentment, guilt, joy, fear, or love. Whatever it is, it is with you right here, right now. Now, your job is to try to be present with it. Even dig into it. Because when it comes to emotions, physical sensations, there is no way over, no way under, and no way around. There is only through, and you cannot move through something if you are not present to it. You get what I'm saying? Not being present is often a form of avoidance which tends to get us 
into more trouble than if we just allowed ourselves to feel what we're feeling in the first place. Now, be here now, not there then, is like being present with your current self versus your past or future self. Be here now, not there then. Look, no one wants to be sick. Now, when we are, we tend to think of what we were like when we were well or how we hope to be at some point in the future. Now, there's nothing wrong with remembering and hoping, but when you allow past or future versions of yourself to skew your perception of your present, when you make decisions based on how you felt then versus how you feel now, it can lead to a bad outcomes. Now, perhaps you were energetic, productive person before you became ill, but now you have a fraction of that energy you did then. If you make decisions about what you can do based on your former energy levels, you'll set yourself up for major problems. You might be exhausted for the next four days, or you might hurt yourself, rendering you completely unavailable for any other activity or for your family. Being here now, not there then, is like Being present with your current self versus your past or future self. It doesn't mean you'll be this way forever. It just means this is where you are right now. So make decisions about your life based on that not where you were or where you wish to be. Ultimately, this will allow for better decision-making and increase functionality. Now, look, I'm going to tell you right off. Before I was diagnosed... I was wondering what was going on with me. I was sluggish. I was an avid workout person. I worked out all the time. And I got to the point where I couldn't do anything. And then after I was diagnosed, I got back up. 
I tried it again. I said, okay, I'm not going to let this um, beat me. I'm going to beat it. So I had to flip the script and I had to change the way that I was thinking. And now I work out, but not as rigorous as I used to. I flip the script on chronic illness. And if I can flip the script on chronic illness and my thought process and what I do, you can do it also. But you got to know what matters. Now, there are a few things that will clarify your priorities and values, like a chronic illness. It turns your life upside down. The things you thought mattered, such as meetings, work deadlines, getting promoted, making a good impression on individuals, all of a sudden matter a whole lot less. Use this clarity to guide your decisions and your behavior. If your illness has shown you that your family matters most, then every new decision should be geared towards moving you in the direction of that value. It's, it's, you know, it's important not to confuse values with goals. Goals are achievable and have an endpoint, whereas values are consistent guideposts in your decision-making process that are never truly attainable. It might be um, a goal for you to be able to attend an important family event, but being engaged with your family is the value behind the goal. Once you attend the event, it's over. But you never stop caring about your family. Goals tend to be aligned with your values. But they are not the same thing. When you determine your values, this is where you want to pour your energy. Then you can use this information to guide all your decisions. Does the thought of being a burden help move you closer to what's important and meaningful? No. Then let it go and move on. When it comes back, just notice it and let it go again. When you have a thought that is consistent with your values, 
then I want you to run with it. Look, chronic illness might have robbed us of much of of our abilities. And we might feel like a shell of our former self. We might not be able to walk around the block anymore or even to walk at all. You know, some days may maybe we can't even get out of bed. Maybe we never get out of bed again. Our stamina might be gone. We might become incredibly fatigued by the simplest task. Maybe we can't think clearly or we can't be in a room with the lights on. Eating may even be challenging. Enjoying food might be a thing of the past. We might be in pain all the time. With chronic illness, you can easily spend all day cataloging what you can no longer do. But to what end? Does this move you towards your values? Maybe you can't engage with your friends and family exactly the way you like, but if you can engage with them somehow, no matter how small, that is meaningful. Our lives are ultimately determined by our behaviors, by what we do, and any action, no matter how small it might be, that moves you towards your values is better than doing nothing or shutting yourself down because it's no longer the way it was or how you ideally want it to be. Maybe you can't read to your grandchildren anymore. Can they read to you? If what, in what way can you engage with them that's consistent with your values? Well, It might not be the ideal way. It is a way and anything that moves you in that direction, no matter how seemingly small, is going to be better for you and those who love you. You see, when we are actively engaged in value-driven behaviors. Life is more meaningful, and even if it's different 
than it was before. Now, you have every right to be angry, frustrated, and resentful. No one should tell you otherwise. You feel how you feel. But you don't have to let those feelings or your attempts to control them dictate how you live. If you can become more psychologically flexible, my friend, if you can break free of the rigid emotional confines of chronic illness, you can fashion a better and more meaningful life for yourself and your loved ones. You might not have a choice about your illness, but you do have choices about how to live with it. Now, at any given moment, those choices are either moving you towards your values, the things that matter, or they are not. Choose the former. It will lead you to a more meaningful life. I pray that you found this episode thriving and staying positive while dealing with a chronic illness informative. It's all about the psychological flexibilities. Um, I hope you use some of the techniques. I hope that you're not letting your chronic illness, whatever it may be, allow yourself to become stagnated in the thought process of what it was like before you were diagnosed. Flip the script on that way of thinking and um, use some of the techniques that I provided. Also, you guys, um, on the Mind Story Living with Lupus website, on the form, I have some conversation starters. I posted some information under the form to start conversations with you guys. So, this is what you have to do go on over to https colon forward slash forward slash my story living with lupus.com become a subscriber get active look at the questions on the forum and let's all come together and help one another you know my website 
is one where you can feel comfortable. I have the rules there. It's no bashing. Um, we keep it all clean. Um, it's all about helping each other get through this. Because it may be somebody that is going through something that another person has already gone through. And you never know when um, I may get in the mood to do a giveaway again. Also, um, we're in the process of building our awareness store. So we're working on that also. But go on over and check out the form on the My Story Living with Lupus website. Become a member. It's absolutely free. Okay? And like I said, you never know when I may have a giveaway on there. I'm getting in that giveaway mode again. And before I go, I want to tell you this. I want you to find a way to be thankful for your troubles. And they can become your blessings. Did you hear that, everybody? If you didn't hear it, I'm going to repeat it again. So come on, come on, come on. Find a way to be thankful for your troubles and they can become your blessings. I'm Susan Hendricks, your host for my story, Living with Lupus Podcast. Have a most enjoyable peaceful and oh so blessed weekend I'll see you next week don't forget go on over there to the website and let's get a conversation started on the forum see you next week mm-hmm.